Welcome to the first episode of Lunch Beers Podcast, uh, episode one, Tracy McGrady episode. Um, we just cracked open a delicious beer. Uh, I love that sound. I love this beer. I love all beer, really. And I love you guys. Um, I want to get real for a quick moment and, and thank you so much, everyone, that all the support that, you know, we got from a lot of people and it really means a lot. Um, sorry if I didn't get back to you, uh, whether it was over social or, uh, you know, you texted me directly. Um, it was a lot, it was honestly kind of overwhelming and, um, got a little emotional because it, it was really cool to, you know, see every one of you guys, you know, reach out like that. And, um, thank you. Thank you so much. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers to you guys. Uh, the beer we just cracked though. Let's get into that. I have the, uh, Brewworks Hopsolutely, a triple IPA. This thing is going to kill me. I don't think I don't drink these kind of beers. <laughs> You're gonna get a searing IPA oh headache, God. dude. Eleven point five percent alcohol by volume. <laughs> but more importantly, how does it make you feel that we're all older than Bethlehem Brewworks, which was created in 1998? That's, That's insane. That I feel like a dinosaur. They've progressed that much in that amount of time is actually pretty impressive. Because I don't think I drink a beer here I don't like. Yeah, so uh, like I said, the Hopsolutely, uh triple IPA, 11.5%. Uh, what do you guys think? I just want to take a good second to thank the good Lord for just creating Brewworks. This beer is one of my favorites. I'm giving it a straight 10. I love oh. triple IPAs, dude. I know it's like a lot of people don't, but I, I love like the how it starts kind of watery and then gets super dry. Jesus, you, you think this is the perfect beer? Yeah, this is like one of my faves. Wow. Well, one of your faves are the yeah, perfect beer. Like a, like a really good beer, yes. You gave it a 10 out of 10. Yeah, this is like one of my favorite types of beers. Am I crazy or is a 10 out of 10 not perfect? 10 out of 10 is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> How would it not be perfect? I mean, yeah, wow. If you think this is a perfect beer, that that's awesome. Um, This kind of this is the kind of beer that kills me. Um, 11.5%. Jesus. You know what though? For how high it is, it's really not that like harsh. Um, I don't know. I guess if I had to rate it, I don't know. This is me personally. This beer is a tank. I got to give it like a, I don't know, 6.5 out of 10. Yeah. I think I'll, I'll give it a, I want to stick to 6.5 on a good day, 7.5 on a bad day. Yeah. Because of the burn. It's, I'm not, I'm in a, I had a good day. I don't, I'm not looking for pain in my drink. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that dynamic kind of drops it a little bit today. But, you know, if I get crushed at work tomorrow, I might give it a higher rating. Yeah. Just for context, though, I am a uh, Bud Light guy. So this thing is like putting me on my ass. Um, a lot of talk about, uh, gents, uh, crazy crazy game last night in the NBA. Suns in four. It's still on. That guy, the prophet, I guess we're calling him now. Yeah, he is. He is a religion at this point. <laughs> the Suns have won nine straight games. He duffed up both of those fans, too. They said it was, uh, what was it, two home losses that night because they went to watch their home team lose and got beat up as friends the same time. <laughs> and they had the same exact jersey on, too. That was so funny. Just a lot of L's to go around. Yeah, Denver took all the L's that uh, that night, but this game was insane. You know, I was so close to falling asleep, too. I was so tired. I don't know what happened, but I kind of just got back into it, and 
I actually stayed up for the game. It was an all-around great game. I mean, just the competitiveness of it, the back and forth. And then I know, Eli, you wanted to talk about... Uh, Pandemic P. <laughs> playoff Poopy, Playoff P, yeah. whatever they're calling this, them The self-named Playoff P who can't hit either free throw while up one, dude. And then they go back down. You have Crowder. Crowder puts the nail in the coffin to Aiton, right? When's the last time you saw either of them come up on ESPN? Dude, just... Paul George yeah. fell apart as a human being mentally, and I feel for him on that because I also didn't make it to the NBA. But, dude, it's it's hard. You're a pro. That's tough, especially when your nickname, your self-proclaimed nickname, <laughs> is Playoff P. And you That's tough. missed two free throws at the line. Here's a question for you gentlemen. Who would you rather have? Series on the line. Who's on your line? Paul George or Ben Simmons? Oh, my God. I, I, it's got to be... It's got to be Paul George, but grabbing the bus either way. That's tough. That's At least Paul can shoot the basketball. Yeah, that was real tough. Um, so yeah, playoff or playoff. Uh, uh, pandemic P missed those two free throws, and then that play. So out of the timeout, some people say he got snubbed for coach of the year. I don't know how you guys think about that, but Monty Williams drew up the perfect play for DeAndre Ayton. The pass from Crowder, well, yeah, no, let me start this over because it was the perfect play. The screen from Devin Booker, the pass from Crowder, and then the alley-oop to DeAndre Ayton was the you, chef's kiss. I could watch the, uh, that play on loop. The ball uh, flirting with the backboard, too, off the Crowder pass, that thing was within an inch of the it almost went in by itself like you can't get a better pass and I'm not a Crowder fan mostly because he clowned LeBron and I got a little upset about that for a couple weeks but uh and I say a couple weeks because I know it's going to (laughs) continue past this but yeah that pass was incredible yeah that was just an all-time playoff game and then DeAndre Ayton in the interview after said he didn't even know if it if it went in but yeah, that was great. You guys got any quick thoughts about the Bucks Hawks series? I think the Bucks are going to advance. I just don't. The Hawks don't match up well. And Bucks are eight point favorites tonight. Yeah, I just I think they're like they got through the difficult team. The Sixers vomited all over themselves, and I just you know I think the Hawks had a good run, but I just I'm going to definitely play on the Bucks to make it to the finals. Yeah, um, Trey Young versus Devin Booker would be great. Um, I have to tell you guys about this message I woke up to this morning because it was hilarious. Woke up to a bunch of you guys. It was great. Uh, Again, all the love. Thank you so much for all the messages. But one stuck out in particular. It was from, now I know, it was Eli's boy, right? That's your boy, Jared uh, Gober. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out Chef Goob. Yeah, shout out him because um, I woke up to this message from uh, uh, Jared. He messaged the uh, Lunch Beers... uh, pod Instagram account and I was like who is this guy like I didn't I knew nothing about him you know never you know heard him before or anything and um, I was like damn did we offend someone already (laughs) I opened the text message and it was literally just or the Instagram message and it was talk about pooping at work so here we are here we are (laughs) shout out him um I know we're you guys are big poopers, right? Oh, I poop a lot, <laughs> quite often. Um, yeah, I'm the I'm I'm the type of guy. I don't know how people like if they have to go, they won't go because it's a public like restroom. Are you like no. I can't? No, I can't do that. You know, it is it is though not as sweet um, anymore because working from home like that sucks. But I had the best routine in the morning. Got to work, checked my emails real quick. You know, whatever. 
uh, had a team meeting. And then right after that, it was straight to the restroom. That was like my morning routine, my morning ritual. And it was great. It was awesome. I miss the commodities and like the camaraderie of the bathroom. Just go in there. It's like, hey, man, someone have a jewel. Like I'm freaking out right now. (laughs) But yeah, dude, I got you. Here it is. And then and and then toilet wars like that one episode of Family Guy when they're just going back and forth. And like you know, if you're just like, is that my VP? Just I was just absolutely gonna ask dropping that. tanks, yo, or what's going on? I was just on? gonna ask that. Would you guys rather shit in the office next to someone you know or don't know? Someone I know. Yeah, one hundred percent. But like, it's someone that you say hi to, you know their name, but you don't talk to them. Besides that, no, that's because that's when it gets weird. You know, that's don't when it gets know. weird. First impressions. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just hilarious. Um, so, I yeah. got a devil's advocate that. Yeah, I think Eli has something to yeah. say. Yeah. Uh, kind of personal, I guess, but realistic question. How long do you think you can last in a meeting, right, after chugging a coffee? Because I had that scenario today. Hit the bathroom, came back. I had three minutes to get to my meeting. I was hoping that Keurig was fired up and filled with water, and it was. And got my coffee, put it down real quick, and got my meeting. How long can you last? You look at your calendar, you have how much time in meetings, and you're like, I'm okay. I'm I'm going to start because I'm a real bitch with that. As soon as, like, I smell coffee, I have to go. So I I'm, I'm going to last not very long if that if that answers the question. <laughs> it absolutely does. Oh, dude. Uh, I feel like I can make it through a cup. And then it's like when the rumbling starts. So, you like, know, when you start like digesting that caffeine, meeting? your body's like, yeah. I would I put, like, I put a nice line at, like, 45 minutes. 45 All right, perfect. That's not too bad. I know Eli earlier discovered the random topic generator, and I think that was kind of cool. So, Eli, you want to ask us some questions? Yeah, who wants to go first? I'll go first. All right, cool. So we got, ooh, what do you wish your phone could do? Oh, I mean, ooh, I wish we could do a lot of things if you know what I mean. But get me I, a get me a beer. <laughs> yeah, well, I was thinking other other things, but no. Um, I think it'd be cool if my phone was able to turn into a hoverboard, and I can ride it places. That would be sick. That would be dope. Okay, Jared, you want the same question or a different one? No, I want a different one. If you had to change your name, what would it be? Um, oh man. Oh, jeez, man. Morty. Oh, Morty. That's a terrible pick. Why? I don't know. Just Why is that terrible? Morty? Dude, it's a cool name. <laughs> Morty. Dude, his, his character arc has been unbelievable. I saw what is your favorite thing to do in the spring? Golf. Next. Yeah, that was easy. Yeah, yeah talk to you easy. later, buddy. I love it. Give All me right. one more. Give me one more. One more? All right. Let's. Uh... Or no, Eli, ask yourself one. Ask, ask yourself one. one. Yeah. Can I read it? Can I read it? Yeah, sure. Yeah, that'd be great. Records, tapes, CDs, MP3, streaming. Which do you grow up with? What is good and bad about each? That's very good question. Um, yeah, how about that, too? It's random. And you're the, one, you're the one that has a song on iTunes, and that's the one that comes up. That's kind of scary. Shameless plug. Uh, grew up with tapes as a kid kid, CDs and MP3s as I got a bit older, and then streaming, you know, at this point. And good or bad about each, uh, record players on there as well. I think records kind of flipped the switch, and they kind of took first place now. Everybody loves a good record player. Um, tapes and CDs are bad because they're limited. You got to carry them around. MP3s are cool. 
because you started to pack in all your songs in one spot and streaming is goat because you can just listen off your phone. That was kind of crazy that you got that question. Right? That doesn't um, for those me of out. you that don't know, Eli actually made our intro. So shout out Eli for that. That was really cool. Give me one more. I need one. If need you a opened a restaurant, what kind of food would you serve? Oh my God, Italian. Come on. It's the best food in the world. What are right? you doing? What are you, forget just, about it. Yeah, just give me all the garlic and all the tomatoes. Give me some of that gnocchi alababa, eh? <laughs> yeah, there you go. See, I got my crew already right here. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, talking about uh, moving or moving on to the MLB, um, we have to talk about how Manfred has made this whole substance check an absolute clown show. Uh, stick a red rubber nose on his nose because he is a clown. Big time. Big time clown. I Team mean, Portnoy over here, a hundred million percent. Yeah, there we go. Uh, just because he has made this into a sideshow that people laugh at and point at and say, you suck as they're laughing at you. Jared, I mean, what, what pitchers, what is it already? Who was freaking out? Scherzer, DeGrom. Yes, it was Scherzer. They both got checked. Yo, Garrett Cole can get checked all he wants because he sucks. I love the guys that are freaking out and like unbuckling their belts, dropping their pants. Romo Romo was ready to drop trial, dude. But did you see how fired up Joe Girardi was? It's like, why are you screaming at the umpires and then you're, you're wrong? He sucks. Well, talking about that whole situation... How does the MLB leave it up to the managers to kind of decide, like, when a pitcher gets checked? Like, how is that not an umpire's job? I think Scherzer was checked three times before in, the, uh, in four innings. But the whole point of changing the ball and, and the rules and this and that is to slow the game down. Then it's like, oh, let's implement this in the middle of the year. We have people getting hurt, and now we're, we're checking pitchers three times a game, which is probably like adding 15, 20 minutes of the game. They cut to commercial. Who, it's just ridiculous, dude. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And then, like, yeah, Girardi was trying to fight Max Scherzer. It was just such a weird situation. And, like, MLB, what are you doing? Seriously. I'll tell you what they're not doing. The Yankees aren't winning. Oh, my nah, God. We so have bad. to talk about the Yankees, guys. We, we all are the Yankee fans. Derek Cole's overpaid. Do we all agree? It's just insane. You know what though? It's it's funny because like the whole, I remember when Garrett Cole came to the Yankees, and everyone was like, "Who's the best pitcher in New York, Garrett Cole or Jacob Degrom?" And boy, has Degrom shoved ever since. Yeah, and is Garrett Cole hitting four hundred right now too? Because that guy over there in Queens is bro. He has more RBIs and runs that he's allowed this season. Yeah, Jacob Degrom drains the soul out of opposing <laughs> pitchers. He has a .5 ERA in 12 starts. Unbelievable. Oh, my God. Don't bet against him. I did that. Take a guess what happened. Yeah, I think it was um, Pitching Ninja on Twitter. It was actually really sick. He posts posts the uh, overlays of pitches. Um, You guys got to check it out. But Jacob deGrom's fastball and his slider have, like, it's like, I don't know, five feet into the pitch, and they're still at like the same. It, it looks like one pitch if you look at the overlay. It's insane. Um, he's awesome. I wish he was a Yankee. I love you, Jacob DeGrom. <laughs> he's so fun to watch. Talking about something a lot on or more on the uh, fun side, me and uh, Jared over here are riding some Euros bets. That was exciting. Tell me the, the, let me tell you what the best part about working from home is, everybody. And this is the wor- the the worst thing we're gonna lose when they when we have to go back, is being able to watch sports during their workday. Because I can still get things done, but also like get a little sweat, dude. 
My uh, you work out at the same time. My home country of Hungary, dude, put up a huge fight against the Germans today. Phenomenal we were, game, bro, dude. When the Germans scored to tie the game at one one, and then Hungary answers immediately, dude. It was, dude, it was so lit. They eventually give up the goal and it's tied, but we had um, plus money on both, dude. I just sprinkled both on Hungary to win because they were like plus three forty, and then like sprinkled more on the tie to hedge my losses. So when Hungary scored that that two to one goal in like the fifty third minute, I was like, we're good. And so we we ended up cashing one, dude. And it was it was dope. Yeah. Speaking of uh, when you said you know team hungry, if you guys could play for any team. Because, you know, soccer fans, they're just different, right? Imagine you could score a goal for any team in this tournament. Who would it be? Oh, in this tournament. I was going to say USA, but in this tournament. Respect it. Uh, I don't know. It's got to be England just because I feel like they have the, I don't know. For, or, I don't know, honestly. I don't know much about soccer. I, I got to go Italy. I have to. Yeah, for the Italy homeland. Cool. You're an I was, Italian meatball. I was thinking England just because I feel like England fans are the craziest, but. Yeah, I want to score for Hungary, dude. That's where yeah. I come from. I had a feeling, but I just had to put in the airwaves. That's all. Yeah. And it was it was funny earlier because I feel like every uh, soccer match I've ever watched usually ends in like a 0-0 tie. And like today was awesome. Um, it was sick. I just blindly rode these bets with Jared. Um, what was it Portugal, France, and Germany, Hungary? It was the two games that were on, and it was sick, man. They were and both like, great games. Yeah, they were amazing games. And um, yeah, are the are the Euros done now? I don't know how this works. Um, I think there's another stage coming on. I don't either. Dude. They're not done. There's plenty. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They go so. through July, I believe. July 11th is the last yeah. day. Right? I was just talking soccer today. Like, I knew what I was talking about, tweeting, you know, all about it, and I have no clue. <laughs> but what I do know is the fans at the Euros are awesome. Jared, we saw that guy dressed up as a baby in the stands. That was, that was pretty and they sweet. they picked up the chicken. The other guy was, like, dressed as a chicken, and the other guy was, like, he had, like, brown-striped overall. It was, dude, it was wild. Yeah, these guys were awesome. I just, those are the guys you want to drink a beer with. Simple as that. Um, another cool thing I, I tweeted earlier, but in America, they at most sporting events, they kind of have a limit about, you know, how many beers you can order at once. I tweeted this video of a guy. He must have had like 12 beers in his hands. He I think he was the Poland ma- uh, match. Maybe he was walking through the stands with 12 beers in his hands. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Salute to that guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that guy's the boy. Yeah, I'm going to drink. I'm going to drink to him right now. I just finished my beer for that uh, guy. Yeah, he was cool. He was cool. So, Eli, I heard you got a uh, underground artist for us this week. Who are you listening to? Yeah, I've been all over the backseat lovers lately. I mean, you can borderline call them above ground at this point. I don't even know if they fit the underground. I think I played Kilby Girl for you one time, a road trip or something like that. Yeah, we were road tripping up to upstate New York, and I feel like whenever you play me a song, it just sticks. Ah uh, man, you know, you find these these bands and they just they love what they do and it, it just exudes everywhere. But you know, these guys met super interesting. They're from Utah. They met outside of an open mic, waiting in line to play, and they just start jamming outside together and ended up starting a, a whole group together. So you absolutely love to see that. Definitely check out Kilby Girl, Watch Your Mouth, Maple Syrup. My personal favorite, address your letters, but I promise anything you press play on, you're not gonna regret. Yeah, that's awesome. Shout out them. 
Yeah, moving on to golf, though, it's something I wanted to do, touch real quick because I thought it was kind of like big news, but uh, Brooks Kepka finally came out on what started the feud with him and Bryson, and this was his quote. We agreed on something, and he went back on it. So if you're going to go back on your word, I don't have much respect for that. Damn, I wonder what he's talking about. Like, what kind of agreement do you think they could have came to? I don't know. That was wild. So I hope, I think the world needs a Bryson and Brooks pairing. Yes. The world needs it. Are you team Brooks or team Bryson? Oh, my God. I think we're all team Brooks here, right? Big Brooks guy. Yeah. Yo, honestly, too, but the I reason like, I started rooting for him is because he uh, wore yogurt-colored shirts all the time. I'm not even kidding. He just <laughs> really? stood out, and he was brolic, and he would smoke it. So I was like, no, I like this guy. Jared, you look like a Bryson guy. I am, but I only <laughs> like Brooks because he's just a better golfer. Like, I will bet Brooks over Bryson any day, but I, I do want to see Bryson, like, just be that clown show, happy Gilmore character, and just show all these freaking guys who got sticks up their asses up and just... Brooks or uh, Bryson is just so cringy. Like, His I hats. Just, yeah. Oh, like, my God. Who does that? Him, what are you trying to prove? You know what's funny? Like, you'll laugh at this. Him and fucking Zach are the only ones that wear those dumbass hats. And, I can't And we them. were in the party for the wedding. So what does that say? <laughs> Bro, we're about to go buy some of those hats. Oh, man. Um, yeah, fuck that nerd. Um, what are those are hats called? Kangles, I think. I thought they were the LL Cool J's. No, I think they're called Kangles, and I only knew that because they did a Golf Digest, I think, did a story on his hats. Let me see. Kangle hat. Yeah, it's, wait. That's yeah, it's OG. a Kangle. Well, that's a brand that LL Cool J used to wear all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's like I remember, French. Yeah, he wore those hats, but, like, he was cool in it. It's Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah, he's LL Cool Dude, J. there's yeah. plenty of people that wear hats like that, though, but, like, you don't see what? it nowadays. No, no way. No, like, in old, old movies and stuff, right? Like, that was, like, people wore that. But, like, that's what I'm saying nowadays. Yeah, movies from the It's like 50s a dying 60s, fad. Dude. It's a dying fad, and he's, like, trying to bring it back. I've literally never seen any, from the moment I was born in this world, 1993, damn, I'm old, from 1993 till now, I've only seen two people, like I said, Zach and Bryson DeChambeau, <laughs> and, like... So that's just got to go. Um, I can't keep talking about Bryson because I hate him. Uh, so UFC, Eli, UFC guy, let's hear it. Yeah, we, uh, we're we in a little bit of a dry spell right now, but, you know, there's no, there's no lacking action, right? So we have the big McGregor fight coming up in the summer, and I know you guys are down to drink some whiskey and watch that one, right? Always. Wait, you got whiskey? I'm there. I'll get whiskey <laughs> if you'll be there. But, uh, yeah, we had a great card the last time. Uh, I saw there's a lot. Marlon Vera, he he had me a little shook a little bit. You know, I took a money line mid-fight. Vet, you know, he's he's eyeing this guy up. You can always tell who the predator in a UFC fight is because there was walking and the other guys retracting. So I hammered Marlon Vera in the middle of the fight because he was walking towards the guy, and the guy was walking away from him. Great little betting tip if you want to bet live on a fight. Uh so he took that money line, and then I had Svak to last over one and a half rounds against Alexi, a uh, huge knockout fighter. He's really just known for knocking guys out in under one and a half rounds, which is why Vegas took that. But I took the over, nailed it, and then the Korean zombie at the end, dude, you just could you couldn't beat it. We had a nice hat trick on the card on on a Saturday, I almost said Sunday, but. Nice hat trick on the card, drank a couple beers, and had a great night with the boys. 
Yeah, that I mean, that sounds awesome. Um, we will be tweeting out all of our plays, though. So moving forward, you will have Eli's UFC picks. I mean, he is our UFC guy, right? I don't really – I mean, I watch the big fights, right, Jared? Every I, once in a while. I come over. Yeah, you guys buy it. You got the three TVs. So I don't like, watch I'll be one. there. But, uh, yeah, yeah, Eli watches a lot of it, so that's that's pretty He's, awesome. It's every week. I'll, I'll be coming in, like, I don't know, weekend with the girlfriend and just pull up at, like, 1030 at night. And Elliot's, like, he he is just, like, full bore, 100% awake energy. Like, I am watching this until 3 in the morning. Like, yeah, I don't he'll, care. He'll be on his back and look at you and be like, you want to roll, bro? Yeah, dude. See, and I, <laughs> like, no. Arm like, bars I, for everybody. I got... <laughs> I just got done drinking like 15 beers. Yeah. Dude, I want to lay down. <laughs> no, Eli, really though. I've been. Uh, he's been. Uh, you know, giving the picks for a while, and he's he's really good at UFC. He does know that pretty well. So, like, you know, if McGregor loses, does he have to fight Diaz though to like become relevant again? I mean, that's a big question that's being talked about right now. Nate, I mean, his head is made of rocks. Like, the dude leaves every fight looking like he just got hit by a car. And McGregor's a little bit on a downturn. He took the first one, the Poirier trilogy, and then he got smoked when he got his nerve busted. And the last one fell against the cage and looked just like prey. But they have their big fight this summer. And to be completely honest, if McGregor loses, they might want to see that all-out brawl to bring him back into relevance. He can't lose, right? McGregor can't lose. He can though. That was crazy last time. I was I was actually over their apartment and um yeah, that was wild. What the kicks to the leg, right? Just took out his leg. Yeah, you get that spot under the Ooh. knee, you just lose control, you can't play anymore and you just pray. I can never do that. I'm like the biggest bitch in the world. I would feel like if I get I feel like kicks have kicks been like more uh, more thrown now, I guess. Like, do people kick more? Because I feel like the last couple of fights I watched, it was just all shin kicks. There's a, I mean, you chop a tree from the base. It's, I mean, they teach you in all types of martial arts. You break from the bottom up. And when you're doing that, you're smoking those legs. It takes away from your punches. So I think, uh, you know, a well-trained fighter like Poirier, he's going to know that. And he's going to be intelligent. He's not going to let the adrenaline take over and he's going to chop you down from the bottom. Yeah, that's crazy because I see those leg or those shin kicks, and I'm like, if I take one of those, like, I'm done. I'm <laughs> I, done. I don't even want to see one kick to the shin, and I'm done. I'm just waiting for bones to come out, dude. Um, Eli, what was your favorite celebrity boxing match lately? I feel like we've had a lot of those. I got to take the Canelo side and hate all of them, but if I got to be honest about where my eyes were glued, it's got to be Mayweather. Oh no, I'm. I was thinking Aaron Carter and Lamar Odom. Did you guys see that? <laughs> I've seen that fight outside a bar like a hundred times over, dude. Yeah. <laughs> crackhead versus crackhead. Um, yeah, that was great though. That was that's yeah. pretty funny. It's kind of I'm honestly kind of liking it because they've been really funny fights. They, like they, I laugh a lot. It is cool. Like how about rough and rowdy with Barstool? Like how cool is that? If you could fight anyone, in, like yo, if you could fight anyone on like rough and rowdy or whatever, like you're just getting a broadcasted fight. Like, what enemy are you picking? Logan Paul, because I'd make a shit ton of money. I, yeah. If Logan Paul wanted to fight me right now, I would 100% do it. What if you fought A-Rod? you make a bunch of money for that, too, though? Well, yeah, of course, but I love you know A-Rod. I mean? So if we take money out, who do you want to fight? Yeah. Um... I don't know. Oh, Darren Ravel. That guy sucks. Do you guys follow Darren Ravel on Twitter? I do not, and I feel like it might be because he's not likable. Yeah, he sucks. I mean, I do follow him on Twitter, but you, I just need to know what he's tweeting about so I can laugh at it. He's like, 
I can't even describe him. He's just so weird. And like, he doesn't get it. But he has a lot of followers. He tweets a lot. He's involved in a lot. But fuck that guy. I hate him. <laughs> I'd fight him in a second. But he would never agree. I love that. Who you got, Jared? Who you want to fight? I think I would fight J.J. Abrams for ruining Star Wars. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, dude. I hate him. And he makes a bunch of monies on these awful, like, poop sorry, movies. What? Yeah, like, yeah, because you know, you guys are laughing because, you know, I would thump him, dude, that little short boy. Yeah, I believe it. You know what? I'm not... How are you going to take, how are you going to take something that had, like, a pre-planned saga and then just throw up all the papers in the air and be like, oh, it's 52 pickup. And then, like, just be like, this is how we're going to write our story and our plot. Nah, dude, like, let's go. We're fighting. Like, angry Star Wars fan. Hype it up. I will get a tattoo of like literally Eli pooping on JJ Abrams on my chest if we if I got to fight him. Oh yeah. Dude. Just get crazy. Save with that, it. Ralph. <laughs> just get crazy with it. You never know what could happen. No, I would but that's just really, with that guy. That's just really funny that you said that. I was not that was like JJ Abrams was probably like the top or the the bottom five people that I expected you to say just now. Well, dude, he's got like a TED talk about like storytelling and this and that and then he literally goes and gets to pick up like one of the largest pop culture like movie plots in the history of the world and and him and dizzy completely fuck it up like someone needs to lose teeth over there and like i think it's him dude you know what though i respect that you're this passionate about it i want to fight the chicken from family guy Dude, that'd be pretty epic. Dude, I just gotta settle that fight, dude. That dispute. Are they still me. fighting? I don't. Really I want to fight. I want to fight the chicken from Family Guy and then hang out with Archer from Archer. Do you, is the chicken and Peter still fighting? Always. They fight a lot. He fought Donald Trump last time, but he kind of like took the place of the chicken in the fight with the all-out extreme, like just over the top. Wow. Well, Logan Paul, if you're listening, which you might be. I will fight you. Challenge you initiated. Yeah, challenge challenge initiated. <laughs> Let's get a bag, boys. <laughs> Lastly, I know we wanted to start kind of doing, you know, lock of the week. We're all going to give, you know, a pick, and we're all uh, throwing our balls on the table with this pick, huh, boys? I like it. So, yeah, we're going to give you the lock now. We'll tweet it out. I'll start. I'll even tweet it out right now. I'll live tweet it. Don't tempt me. But I, the Hawks have to cover – uh, they're getting eight points tonight. They cover that, right? Um, I mean, dude, Trey Young, he's just deadly from outside the arc, and Giannis has proved that as good as a player he is, debatable, he's not guarding up whoever's scoring the most at the end of the game when it counts. So let Trey shoot, let him fling. He's not getting beat by double digits. Yeah, I mean, that's just – I feel like that's a lot of points, and everyone keeps disrespecting the Hawks. But that's my lock of the week. Like I said, I'm tweeting it out right now. Eli, go to you. Dude, I'm taking any game Paul George is on the free throw. So just give me the Suns for the series at any price. I'll even take them for four, and I'm going to ride the profit off. Whew. That's a big okay. lie. Okay, I like lie. that. Jared? Hey, take what you can get, man. I, I love that. Um, I'm going – I'm sticking with golf, man. I'm going Patrick Canley top 20 at the Travelers. He's uh, minus 110 to place top 20. Um Great up pretty well there, man. Really think he's has a really good chance of winning it. Um, and you can get a really good price on him, like t- to win the whole thing. Bet him hold down the line. Um, uh, but he's definitely a lock to to play top twenty for sure. Well, guys, that's it. We have a lot more to come though. Uh, this has been I feel like a pretty solid first episode, boys. How are we feeling? You feeling great? Feeling good? 
Hope everybody enjoys the content, dude. We just love drinking beers, talking sports, talking random shit. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. Much love.